not yet. <laughs> How's it going, oh, CJ? <laughs> not as great anymore, Warren. <laughs> Damn it. We were, we were on such a good path. Uh, I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. Uh, welcome to the Down in Front Podcast Last Call Edition. Uh, what we do here usually on a Down in Front Podcast is a review of movies, TV shows, but here on our last call, all we actually talk about is really one subject. We kind of cut out the fat and just talk about a lot of stuff. And for the last five weeks, yeah. This is now week five. This is week five. Yeah, it counts. In the last five weeks, we have only been talking about Game of Thrones Season 8, which is by far one of the most divisive and what's, – what's a word you can describe with this? How do you describe the season in one word? In one word? Um, oh, that's tough. Um, like uh, divisive sounds, sounds right because yeah. so many people are fa- falling on uh, extremes. And there's no real middle ground. It's either you absolutely love this season, or I find you are having are struggling real hard and are like trying to come to grips with the fact that this is your last Game of Thrones experience. All right, I think that's the that's the biggest thing is that people are just like, why are they rushing? Why are they doing what they're doing? And you know, it is what it is. So, uh, I want to appreciate you for being on here for five weeks in a row. We have literally never had that. Even Brylin has missed a week, and we all know we love Brylin. Uh, but I appreciate you being on here, man. I think it's super dope. So thanks for kind of hanging out with us. Yeah, of course. It's been great having chatting with y'all, like I've said before. So uh, excited to talk for at least two, two more weeks about it. Yeah, we're not going to say goodbye just yet for right now. So we'll hold on that one. But uh, tonight we are going to be talking about uh, The Bells, which is episode number five. First of all. Well, we have to talk about this title because uh, the titles for the episodes have been released, um, I think, after maybe 30 minutes or so it's completed. And so I've always been like, oh, I wonder what they're going to call this episode, this title. And I think this title is absolutely amazing, um, especially to see what happens to it. So we're going to talk about the bells. I'm going to read the small little IMDb and then we'll just kind of break up and talk about the entire episode. Uh, and just as a heads up, everybody, uh, we will be spoiling not only season eight of Game of Thrones, but we will be spoiling probably the entire series of Game of Thrones. And if you are watching season eight, I imagine you hopefully are going to go back and rewatch or who knows. Um, so uh, this is your spoiler warning for that there. So we have The Bells, which aired last night. Um, the hour runtime was in one hour and 20 minutes. Uh, and so we have from IMDb, forces have arrived at King's Landing for the final battle. Interesting that they say that the final battle, almost as if nothing's going to happen after this. Yeah, so what I, interesting. Uh, right? Uh, so what we usually do, I'm going to toss it over to our special guest. You will always be a special guest, so that title is <laughs> not going anywhere. Uh, I'll toss it over to our special guest. And, uh, CJ, let's talk about this episode and break it down because a lot happened in this episode, but really we were in one location um, for the entire time. And so what's some overall sort of thoughts and start talking, uh, start breaking this episode for me? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're back to kind of one location we we took a break one episode and started to go between two locations now we're back to single location we're outside we're actually no i take that back because we were in dragonstone first forgot about that how oh, could i um, right right right. right they were in dragonstone first then we go to king's landing for the majority of the episode it did it to be honest like 
forgot about Dragonstone. <laughs> Which is, I mean, it was there was a lot of good, there was a lot of good stuff. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. you know, while we're at Dragonstone, we get you know Varys versus, well, I mean, we get Varys versus um, uh, Tyrion, right? And we start figuring yeah. out, you know, they actually kind of set some stuff up in the last couple episodes of they're both trying to do what's right, and so now Var- uh, Tyrion is the one that's sort of out of Varys, and we figure out what happens from that. Yeah, um, real, like, when I was looking at the um, writing that Varys is doing in the words, it reminded me so much of Ned in season one, when he's transcribing what Robert is saying on his deathbed and, like, changing the words to be, like, rightful heir yeah. instead of, like, my my son Joffrey. So that was just, like, whoa, like, immediate flashback of just, He's using the same terms to just like essentially write off to other lords. I'm assuming in Westeros saying John is the rightful is the rightful heir to the throne, not Daenerys. Um, so like that was just crazy to just think how far back that that's season one. That's crazy just to think back that far um, and to what Ned was doing. What what he thought was right was making sure that the rightful heir Mm -hmm. is who claims the throne, leaving it slightly ambiguous so that it wasn't just clearly Joffrey who was going to be a Lannister pawn, um, but it would be his rightful heir. Um, So that, that was just, I I thought that was really cool to be like, Oh, like that looks just like the letter Ned was writing. Mm -hmm. And which is huge because we get so many of these callbacks, even for this season, especially, I think we get, Probably not the most, but we get a lot of callbacks from season number one. And um, even when, and I was getting a sense of this, uh, I'm not going to hop around too much in this episode, but Arya running around uh, in King's Landing. You remember when she was like teaching cats or something like that, right? Like yeah. super, yep. super similar. Yep. And then I was like, oh, that's that's really depressing. <laughs> that's similar. Yeah. So, um, I, I love the fact that they use those two very similar uh, locations and details yet juxtaposition it so much as like oh fuck it's a very yep. two very different scenarios in that case yep um and so continuing after that and uh Tyrion walks up to danny in the in the like planning room where like the big map is and all that with the, the overlooking the water and Tyrion's like someone's betrayed you mm. i was just thought it was so interesting that her first thought was some betrayed some betrayed me, Jon Snow. Like it would that was the first person that came to her mind, which really gets the audience back into the mindset of she doesn't really care about him. She cares about his claim to the throne, which like really set off my alarms and my sirens going on in my head, like, this is not going to be a great episode. Um and Tyrion hanging on for dear life, saying, like standing behind Danny and saying, like I'm your hand, like, I stand behind you, like, but you can't give in to these mad queen uh, tendencies. And it's just like, she's like, whatever, like, I don't, like, you failed me enough. I might be going ahead a little bit, um, but she's just, like, tired of everyone failing her and betraying her. And she's just like, I'm going to do my own thing now, Um, which is sad to see what that turned out to be um like 
just crazy. It's just like, I'm still like thinking of all the imagery of King seeing King's landing. I'm just like, Oh my goodness. This is wild. Like she just did this. And you know, we'll, we'll definitely talk about King's landing. I, I definitely want to talk about there. Um, I think that's going to be the bulk of this episode tonight, but I, I, I am kind of curious. I like, some of the things that they were showing us in this episode, and especially because we mentioned this and we talked about this last week, and we had said that you know she's now lost everything, almost everything. She's lost her closest yeah. kind of confidence, right? The only person yeah. now is Grey Worm that's been there, and um, she's now lost that. And so now when she's get hit with another blow, that not only did. Uh, Jon Snow betray her, which is true, and not only did she pick up the fact that Sansa wanted to start a war and do this, which is also true, like, he, and she sat there and, like, fed that um, directly back to Jon when he uh, shows up in Dragonstone. Um, not only that, but then we have sort of these plot, these machinations from Varys, who's plotting to kill Daenerys, like, what? Like, yeah. bro, how ballsy yeah. are you gonna be? <laughs> Oh, I see what you did there, ballsy. <laughs> Boom. Um, Still on fire. But, but it's like, he, where was this in the, from the beginning of this season? Even like, where was this in season seven? He was so quiet for so long. And like, now he's writing these letters. Now he's like using his network of spies, his birds or whatever to like do his work. Mm-hmm. Like, why is it now that he's doing it? Like, why couldn't he have been doing things earlier to help Danny and maybe like slow down this, like her path to like being this crazy, like queen, mad queen, if you will. Um, he's just waiting. It's like, Oh, I guess time to bail ship. But it's like, you didn't do anything to help save the ship. You know, that's my, that's my problem with him. Interesting. I, 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 I'm curious to, to open that up a little bit because you know, within the last several days, the entire world's literally turned up upside down its head. From them going in and thinking that they only had to fight, uh, basically going in and said this is going to be with, between them and Cersei. Between now, it's going to be them against the Night King and like, that particular army to like loss, losing all those people to then finding out about Jon's heritage. I mean, the amount of information that's happened within the last week in the show has been astronomical. And so I think he said that in everything that he's seen so far was he wanted to at least uh, find the ruler that's best suited. And I mean, he only he he was the protector of the realm for for men. And so in that case, once he starts seeing these not only there's another there's another option because they were only on with there's one option. And Daenerys yep. is much better than Cersei. And now Daenerys is talking about burning people alive and Cersei still being evil. And now that this third option that's kind of emerging that still is a humble dude. I mean, I, I, the only thing I see for him is like, okay, now we have to start playing some shit. Now, was it very wise for him to do that with his little birds and his little children? Uh, probably yeah, not, well. but at the same time, I mean, I, at least he made an attempt, right? And I think he at least tried. Yeah, I mean, I just wish we had gotten more out of Varys this season. It just, he was so quiet, not really doing anything, had one line per episode, I'm pretty sure, up until this one, um, where now all of us, now now he's just like, all right, I'm jump ship, I'm out. Um, Knowing that that is treason, as Tyrion said, knowing that it's going to lead to his death. 
Um, and I also thought it was interesting that like, like would Danny have found out if Tyrion had said anything? Do you like? It seemed like she knew. Yeah. Kind of, but yeah. she didn't like. But she didn't know. I'm like curious how long that would have gone on for if I if she, Tyrion hadn't ratted I, her out. I think she hadn't knew, ratted him out. I think she knew because even the little girl said that they're watching me, and he's like, "That's what they do. That's their job." I think she already knew at that point that some shit's going to go down. The information already came out, and Daenerys has her own separate skills of people as spies, or whatever. Daenerys has her yep. own people that's watching everybody at that point. Um, and th- it did take a big turn because it felt like there was some. <sighs> this is unfortunate. It did feel like there was some character development that would have been great to see that we didn't quite see between uh, the last two episodes. Um, and oh, excuse me, for between this episode and the last, because once Masande dies, right? I think yep. then really detached and dis- dissociated with a lot of shit that happened, and then from then on, she was just saying, "Fuck it." I- it felt like she made up her mind during that time, and it was just like kind of a click that just kind of made her. Uh, there was something that happened with her that says, "You know what? We're just going to do whatever I want to do, basically." And although I'm going to tell you that we can try to do this but losing masande and losing um her other dragon i think it the click happened to her head off screen so when we see her again um not wanting to eat much like her dragon was in episode two right two or three or something like that we talked about that right yeah was it one no it was it was episode one when like yeah the dragons were eating yeah. Only only 18 goats. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I think it was like, there was like some comparisons between that, how they were already kind of um, tying back to that she had went more of a, for me, it seems like she went a bit more primal. I do, I am still a bit upset. And I think we talked about this, how they were going to use her emotional state as being like she's unstable. And that's exactly, yeah. that's exactly what they did. Um, yep. But, you know, in them doing that, her refusing here, we end up at now having she has to execute Ver- Varys, which was fucking great. What's yeah, that was a great moment. That was done so well. Just draw on coming out of the dark and just being like, yeah, that that was a great moment. <laughs> I thought, RIP I mean, Varys, I but. thought hey, for sure. But I think the the best moments, and also I think we, I, I wish we did this before, but like I'm gonna ask you who's the MVP of this this episode. Um, okay. The moment that really got to me was really two parts there. Uh, we see that John comes in, and um, also Varys tries one last time to kind of confront John and says, "Please, like, <laughs> listen to reason." Which we've seen, we've seen that sort of alt- uh, that uh, conversation happen a lot. Yeah. And so yep. once that happens, and he was like, "She's my queen," and I'm just gonna stay from there even that point john wasn't even like believing himself in his own words he was just saying the most noble things to do again not the best choice of what he's done before so i think the two Ah. moments that kind of really stand out is when Tyrion kind of grabs his uh varus and says it was me and like kind of owned up to it although danny already knew um he said it was me and Vera says goodbye, old friend. And I was like, that was a great moment because they've literally Varys was there from season one, like when, one of the yep. longest tenured characters that, that died um, 
arguably, since I think he's one of the only other ones besides, you know, the main ones. You know? Yeah. So yeah. I think that was actually kind of really, really great moment. And then the other great moment was that Varys didn't even scream when he burned. Didn't say no, he just he did it. Like, yeah, I thought that was a. I thought, I thought that's definitely something about it because that's not the first time we've seen that. But I'm like, that's crazy that he just goes and takes it, and he says, you know, I I'm, I'm going to do what's best for everybody, and I yep. have to sacrifice myself, feel free, and I, which I also think leads to being Tyrion doing the same thing, freeing Jamie to try to save yep. some of the people. And I thought that I think that was actually a great moment that they put, you know. Some one self sacrifice is going to cause somebody else, and it's kind of a chain reaction for the greater good. Yeah, the like the both Varys and Tyrion are like harping the one to save many. Tyrion says it like out loud. The like one uh, like thousands of innocent lives versus like one like semi okay dwarves life. Yeah, like it, it's worth it in the end. Um, it's. Man, I just like curious to see the payoff. If if any of uh, those letters, if Varys was able to send any of those letters, the show didn't make it seem like he was able to. Yeah, but we didn't witness. So we didn't witness any ravens go out or anything like that. But um, I- I'm sure one or two of those letters got out. Like what? Like what's going to be the payoff there? Um, or is the show just gonna like what people worry? What it'll do is just kind of be like. Well, he tried and it didn't really work. So, but it's now it's just going to be you know, whatever the showdown is well, in the he, last. Who, who is he sending the rape? Oh, who would he be even sending that letter to? Like, yeah, that is, point, that's a great question. Burned, yeah, he's already burned all his bridges with King's Landing, right? And we know everybody else really is pretty much dead or in Winterfell. And the people of yep. Winterfell, I mean, Sansa already knows, and she was kind of the main one that's in Winterfell. So, yeah. I, I wonder who is he trying to send that to? Was he sending yeah. it to, like, Cersei? Who then... Uh, I don't know, but just to start some shit up? Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. Well, if sending it to Cersei, I don't think it necessarily, like, really fits what, like, the... what he was trying to do. I honestly think he's he was trying to send it to anyone and anybody who would listen that had any sort of sway men or anything like that so that they wouldn't support Danny so that she truly was on this Island. And like, there wasn't going to be any support of the quote unquote seven kingdoms. I could totally imagine them going out to like Dorne. I know they off that offhandedly mentioned the Prince of Dorne. Um, I'm sure, uh, I'm trying to think who else would be around. Like there's a few, no, not a few, the Citadel, maybe, um, I'm just trying to think the like of the major castles. It's only Winterfell, King's Landing, Sand. I forget what um, the Dorne city is called. Sand something. Yeah. Um, There's also but, um, the Knights of the Vale too. So that's there. So. I, uh, yeah, we don't see. They're they're still with Sansa because that's who they're loyal to. They're not the Northern armies. I I picked up as being whatever Stark men um, they have and like. Uh, Cars like old car Starks and um, like anyone who's left up there, X minus the Reeds, um, uh, like Howland Reed, I, they're not there. I think it's still too late to introduce them. I, I really wish like that they could have utilized that um, like person's character um, to help either like to help bolster John in some way, whether it be 
like confirming John, like, Hey, like I was there. I know. Mm-hmm. Um, cause he was at the tower of joy with Ned, um, or a, like, you know, I get it. Like you're, you're clearly, even though you aren't Ned Stark's like actual son, you like, you are Ned kind of like a Tormund sort of role where it's like, you are of the North kind of thing. Kind of wish they'd used him in there a little bit, but I mean, that's fine. It's not the, yeah. not the end of the world, but yeah. I wish they did too. I, I wish they just used his character at all. I mean, I think we yeah. got him in the flashback and it was weird to show him in the flashback and his children, mm-hmm. but not actually see him as a grown adult. And I think there may have been like a throwaway line saying that he's not going to join this battle or not going to be in it at all. But yeah. to know those facts now, granted they could Sunday, they, they could do it. Uh, but to know that he's there with that information and that, that is, it, it is a bit of a bummer. I would have liked to see him um, actually be in like a highlight at some point. Yeah, I could totally see him like helping to advise John in some way yeah. or helping him to escape. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe next season, next season, next episode, God, um, next episode, he comes in like John, come with me. Let's go back to the north um, where as you say, he'll eventually end up and be there permanently. I mean, that's my theory. So I know let's let's leave Dragonstone because I think at that point we know some shit was happening. Um, we get a bit of a warning from Danny to uh, Tyrion saying that your brother actually got like, – we caught your brother trying to sneak back into King's Landing. What the fuck? If you fail me again, that's the last time you fail me. And um, – from that, it's also kind of lead to there's one more advance, you know, one more, you know, John, you know, be be reason, just be with me. I know I'm your aunt, but it's okay. Um, yeah. And uh, Daenerys is trying to be with John, and there's a, a bit of a moment that she says, you know, nobody loves me. Uh, I have no love here. And he says, I love you, um, which also was another, like, don't think yeah. he definitely did not put he didn't put his heart heart into that no no Um, we did not (laughs) but uh it was funny because she said you know if she's can't rule from love which she's been trying to do for ever the only thing she has left is fear she's gonna say well it's gonna be fear then and so um once we leave that line sent chills yeah yeah, that line sent chills well i mean it's it, it should have. I was like, I don't know what that means. Hmm, I'm interested to see what happens here. Um, yeah. Then we basically go into uh, the battle at King's Landing, which I thought was set up pretty well. I mean, we have uh, great, basically, Grey Worm and um, John and the entire forces outside, and we see that Tyrion has um, made some sort of deal with Sir Davos to smuggle out. Um, Cersei. So, talk to me about the uh, before we get to the battle sequence. What do you? What are your thoughts on Tyrion, Jaime, and Tyrion's sort of plot to try to save the city? Yeah. Um, so, as soon as they mentioned the bells more than once, I knew the bells weren't going to actually do what they wanted it to do. It was like just like how the wall would never fall. Like it's just like the things they keep mentioning over. It's like they're not going to listen to these bells. So, like, what I mean, just for any anyone listening who's unclear, like, first of all, watch the episode. Um, second of all, uh, <laughs> the bells were are meant to signal surrender um, once you know the invading force has you know forced the other the other army to surrender. And so you ring the bells, and then you stop fighting. Essentially, you, you know, drop all your swords, and whoever's invading takes over. Um, but 
Tyrion was just like, if you hear the bells, like, you will stop. Like, like, promise me you'll stop. He told Danny. He told John. And both of them just kind of looked at him, like, grimaced, and then walked away. Or, like, looked away from him. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, like, that was just not enough for me to be like, oh, they're definitely going to stop when they hear the bells. Um, And Jamie and Tyrion like a real, real touching, tender moment between those two brothers, just like Tyrion um, saying just how he, oh, like Jamie was the only one who cared about him growing up and like <laughs> he could finally repay him back for releasing him uh, before Tyrion ended up going to, uh, to Essos. Um, like it was just a very, very touching brother, brother, mo- brother with brother moment. Um, and just like, he knew how much Jamie loved Cersei and he knew Jamie Jamie's role wasn't to join Cersei's forces and fight against them. It was literally to save Cersei and get out. Mm. Like once he laid out, like I'm going to, you're going to be a boat, like you're going to go like, and you're just going to leave. Um, he was just like, I know what I'm doing. Like it's definitely treason. Um, but I love my brother uh, I love my family. And that's something that's like, he has said multiple times, Cersei never believed him, but like Jamie and Tywin never believed him either. But Jamie was definitely, like you said, the only person who was like, I uh, like, I know you love your family. Like, yeah. and he releases Jamie after this touching moment walks out. Um, first of all, if backing up a little bit with the unsullied first of all that was hilarious um, him trying to speak <laughs> high valerian and just like failing and the dude is just like we speak the common tongue <laughs> <laughs> shut, shut your ass up <laughs> like, so, shut up um and uh who's ordering the unsullied around if it isn't danny because i always i always thought they only listened to to danny and, and Tyrion's like oh like who ordered you to do this was it the queen and they're like they're silent it's like, well, I outranked them. And it's like, who's ordering around the Unsullied that isn't Danny? That confused me. It has to they be. They just kind of walked away. It, it got to be Grey Worm, but Tyrion technically does outrank Grey Worm. I guess. No, you're right. right? You're right. So yeah. if it's not Grey Worm, it's great. Like, he passed that message down, and it's at any point, Hand of the Queen is going to outrank anybody else by a large margin. So I, I get that. I, I, I wish that it was a bit more uh, creativity there, but it was more of like yeah. a matter of fact. I'm like, all right, I don't, I don't, I don't mind. I have like no issues there. I understand yep. what Tyrion's trying to do and also love the callback to when Jamie set Tyrion free. Now, unfortunately, when Jamie set Tyrion free, he killed Tywin. And so, I mean, unfortunately. Or fortunately, well, I mean that's what also created a rift between them, though. Like it, it yeah, did cause some air, some issues between yeah. Jamie and Tyrion, and so yeah. now I see that it's kind of funny when Tyrion tries to release Jamie or releases Jamie, he's going to save a life. So I thought that was like a really a pretty cool way of one person's going to yeah. do it another way. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, if you think back to Arya's training with Jockin and when she killed someone that she shouldn't have. Like, you know, uh, death must pay for, like, you have death must pay for a life. Mm-hmm. It's like, maybe Tyrion wasn't supposed to kill Tywin, but now, now it's just exchange. Now, I get it in the end, Jamie and Cersei do die, but, like, the concept is still, is still the same. Do they die? Do we see them die? <sighs> I mean, the only person we've seen survive huge rocks falling on them is the mountain. <laughs> uh, everyone else dies. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but I, I, I'm just going to assume they're dead. I don't, I can't imagine you know, the Night King walks up in a rubble and raises his arms and it's like, where'd the, where'd the Night King come from? And <laughs> yeah, then it's, just, it's like, like where did he come from? Like, did he, but did he, didn't he die? I don't know. Who's did this? He die? It's, it's Bran. Um, what? Uh, anyways. Um, so, so yeah, so Tyrion frees Jamie, um, so that he can try and save Cersei and escape. Yeah. Through that dinghy that he had set up with uh, Davos, um, so now Tyrion is like his campaign is like if you hear the bells, like don't like drop, like stop, like don't keep going. Um, but like, like I was saying earlier, as soon as they mentioned the bells more than once, it's like, yeah, that's not gonna work. That's not. It's either not gonna ring, or like they're gonna ring it and they're gonna ignore it. Yeah. Um, there are several moments where I was like, oh, they're not gonna ring. Um, but now we're outside of King's Landing, um, and then we cut to Euron ships, and somehow Danny is now a master of evading bigger crossbow. (laughs) Yeah, I was, uh, this was definitely a a lower moment of uh, the episode, because I sat there and say... I completely get it, and I see. I I know that this. It's not quite a theme, but I've seen this technique used before. If you just will hard enough, you can do whatever you want. I've seen it in tons of animation. We've seen a lot of movies. I, I get it. I get it. My only issue is that just happened three days ago. That you lost all these people. Like it happened at some very very short amount of time. Yep. And they didn't change anything, and neither did nope. she. So why did it work at this point? There was, like, no techniques. Maybe I was thinking that she was using the sun because she chose to do it at daybreak because the sun was up. So when they look up, they can't see uh, the dragon in the sky. And, like, maybe that was the case. But that was a very a cool moment. I think her destroying the ships were great. I thought that was, like, a yep. great. But... From what we just got the, the the episode before, I was oh like, my god, come, that's tough. Like, that that's like kind of the big one. Like, shit. I'm glad you didn't do like the dragon armor that people were were uh, like mentioning. But I was really hoping. I was really hoping, and I know this is gonna be crazy. I was really hoping for Drogon to come out of the water and then fuck him up. Oh. that would that would have been crazy so because that would have been like something entirely unexpected yeah that we didn't get the other idea that i was thinking of is like they uh danny had like set up a bunch of fucking dragon fire that she was just gonna rain fire on them any other option like give me a give me a reason why it's working yeah yeah other than doing the exact same thing in the last and like somehow she like she learned from what Rickon couldn't do is she just shoots a little left and right. And Why do like, you keep mentioning Rickon, bro? This is like... Rickon <laughs> Rick, Rick had great, great straight straight on speed, but he just he just needed to go left or right like a few times and he would have been fine. You're not uh, unnecessary death. But uh, like they don't teach you to juke at Winterfell, Winterfell camp. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, no, I totally agree. It's like, she just did the same thing and like maybe at a slightly higher angle and like she had the quote unquote element of surprise. And so Mm -hmm. she was able to then destroy the entire fleet of a thousand ships. There are a thousand ships she went through. That's 
that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I think the one thing is, you know, it is could be the element of surprise because she was also they got to jump on her, and she wasn't even like seeing when Rhaegal got even like destroyed, and so yep. again, it could be the case they seem to be pretty prepared for it, and they seem to shoot a lot of these scorpion arrows at her, and it just didn't seem to do anything. Um, So, again, it feels like some character development happened off-screen. A definite power boost. A definite power boost of Drogon. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. What happened there? Yeah, Yeah, it's like, why couldn't... Everyone kept saying, like, no, no, don't, like, don't, like, hold back. Like, don't, you know, destroy the whole city. Um, But she totally could have flown in on Drogon and just destroyed the Red Keep at some point earlier in the season. And ended it all, but everyone just kept trying to hold her, just kept giving her the wrong advice. Yeah. Um, and yet, and here we are, right? So it's like, it's not Danny's fault. Like, she had shitty advice, and it's like now she's snapped because of uh, just like her, just L after L after L after L after L. Mm-hmm. And now people who gave her bad advice were like, all right, well, I guess she's crazy. Like, well, you suck to give an advice. Yeah, um, anyways. it's funny because I don't I, – I, I guess and we'll, obviously we're going to see, but, um, yeah. you know, we'll we'll talk about the fact that, you know, when Danny and then spoiler for everybody, but not really, straight up destroys King's Landing, every, every, everything. Yeah. And what, we'll, we'll definitely talk about how beautiful the cinematography slash how sad that scene is. Yeah. Um, but, she was going through King's Landing like tow trucks in South Boston on street sweeping days. Right, bro. No. <laughs> don't, oh, don't, my, car, don't. my car is gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Okay. I left it here. I left it here two minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> I just came. Just came to take the trash in. I'll bring the groceries in. What? How they did that? Um, oh man! Yeah, the, Sorry, that was. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's good. Uh, the the thing that I was really kind of uh, alluding to here was I don't know if she went crazy. I is she evil? Sure. I yeah. don't think she's mad. I don't I, I and I yeah. really hope that they don't go to the route of the uh, her emotional state. I really hope that it's a choice that she made. It's in yeah. it's a active literal choice that now we see is her dream sequence back from season 2. Two or three, yeah, yeah. Yep. Which Incar. I thought was fucking great. So before yep. we get this, before we get into that, let's let's yeah. talk about uh, what happens here because <laughs> Euron yeah. somehow fucking survives. God damn, I was really waiting yep. for this dude to straight up die. I, I, yeah, <sighs> he had a similar kind of like um, if you like from Blackwater Bay, how uh, Davos. I guess Davos survived in a similar fashion, but then like. His son did it, and so I was like, yeah. "Oh, he's dead." That's um, his son. See, I, I, but, but his son straight about blew, blew away. Like I, I, that was terrible. Yeah. Uh, before we do get into, because I think you want to talk, uh, I want to talk about the uh, Golden Company. Yeah. And how? Oh my God! What was the point? So I want to. I I'm. I'm I want to talk about the Golden Company so badly with you and Brylin because I sat there and said, I mean, they just randomly came up from nowhere. They're supposed to be this formidable force, but like, who gives a shit? It looks like they're supposed to be evil. Uh, they even and this, like, and Brylin was hyping them up of being like, 
very good, the and they're book, also the going to be – Yeah, for sure. And I get that, but I'll be like, yeah, but this is the show. So what happens – so tell me what happened to the Golden Company, CJ. <laughs> so so Danny destroys the Iron Fleet. Yeah. She then uh, and basically goes to the battlements of King's Landing where there are also uh, scorpions that are just on top of the wall. She's just kind of burning them along. And then she gets in the King's Landing behind the gate that the Golden Company is at. And so the Golden Company has their whole army in their, in their golden regalia um like just lined up in front of the gate and like looking like a formidable force and they're like ready to go harry strickland gets on his is on his horse rides up and is like i'm ready to like kick some ass and then danny from behind so you start to hear some of the explosions yeah and then danny comes from behind and absolutely obliterates the gate and just burns the entire golden company down to the ground and so as the as we're watching, Grey Worm is like, oh great, this is the signal. They start going forward. And then Harry Strickland, who had been knocked off his horse, who's the leader of the Golden Company, like looks up, looks terrified, and starts running away, and then Grey Worm fucking javelins him in the back, and then that's it. Yep. That's the Golden Company. Yep. Now I I, I would say <laughs> this. I'm kinda glad they did that as a bit of a red herring, because we had talked about, and I think you mentioned this before, you mentioned the formidableness of the Force. We mentioned how impactful a dragon can be. We didn't quite see it. We actually never... We, we saw it a couple times. We did. But mm-hmm. we saw how uh, you know maybe some of these scorpions can actually do something. And I love the two things that happened here. Of One dragon, and she had two. One dragon straight up destroys everything. And the sequence of them standing off about the battle and you just see the explosions and the entire thing blow up was like i did not expect that to happen at all and nope. neither than them so i think that was shot very very well uh, the other thing i think that was kind of funny here is when uh kyburn goes to give his like status reports which the, these status reports were just hilarious i think that was a pure yeah. comedy it's a pure comedy yeah. slash it's a hor- horrific element and he goes your grace oh, your grace <laughs> And then he just drops a line of all the scorpions have been destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> like, yo, bro, what See, are you yeah, going to do? <laughs> right after Cersei's like, oh, all they need is one shot. He's killed. Euron's killed a dragon before. He'll do it again. Yeah. Yo, Grace, all the scorpions are gone. <laughs> oh, 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 shit. Oh, what? Oh. So I thought that was uh, very hilarious. I thought that was a very uh, kind of funny part that. I felt like the writers kind of put in to be like, okay, now Cersei is, uh, uh, Cersei has now officially lost. So what does what does it come with when she's actually like started losing? And she just starts destroying all this shit. So um, I think only a couple of things I do want to talk about is uh, I want to talk about Arya in this episode. I want to talk yep. about the Clegane books. I think that's that's needed. And then I want to talk about. Danny and the destruction of King's Landing. So, yep. um, we get the fighting that's actually started. Uh, they kind of going in, and we even see Jamie kind of sneaking in into it. Even Jamie and Euron um, fight. How does other. he? How does he sneak in? He's waving his golden hand, like yeah, that's, and he walks right through the Golden Company. 
with yeah. that golden. No one recognizes him? Yeah, it, that again, it was kind of like a hand-wavy thing, which they could have just uh-huh. out like yeah, exactly I, I just like I, I think it, i think it would have been great yeah i know yes two for two i think it would have been great for him to just be there right and just like show up when um cersei is kind of standing on the 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 map um but all yep. the like the crumbling sort of rocks kind of coming down on the map um in the red keep and so the thing i think was kind of interesting though was uh, and I want to at least want to start at least talking about Arya here. What, why do you think Arya was in this episode? Um, I think she kind of filled a similar role in the Battle of Winterfell in the Long Night episode, mm-hmm. where we, as an audience, we care a lot about Arya. Um, like she's one of the like uh, favorites of like everyone who watches the show. I think we she was there. And her escaping was meant for us to care about somebody who has to go on this long journey, which she has done many times, from uh, mortal peril to some sort of safety. Um, and we could only care so much for the like m- the common folk who don't really have a name, but or mm-hmm. common folk and Aaron Rodgers, by the way, found out that he was in this. He was the common folk. He's a he's an archer. Oh, was it? He was an archer. It was, I, I'll have to go. We'll have to go back and check that. Yeah. But um, uh, we only care so much about them until we get we latch on to somebody like similar to when she um, is running through uh, the like through the library and like not running through the library, but like sneaking through the library, running through the halls of Winterfell. Now she's running through the streets of King's Landing. Where like she's in here to sh- for us to have a deeper connection to someone who's trying to escape. Um, from the rubble as a common person versus like John trying to escape as like part of the army. Like that's different. They were able to fall back yeah. as a unit. Arya's by herself, not attached to anything. And she's trying to escape. Mm. Yeah. I thought, I thought it was kind of strange. I, I also was picking up on that of, I think we needed to have some sort of emotional connection to somebody there, but the moment with between her and Sandor on the end of the hound, I thought was very interesting of Sandor knew that he was going off to his death. And the one thing he tried to do was kind of save her and said, don't, don't go down this path of revenge. Don't go down. This is you only going to lead to death. And I think it was very strange because it felt like her character arc drastically changed at that time of trying to go and kill Cersei but she was so hell-bent on this list that she had created, and now she's gotten everything, that she kind of just like kind of abandoned it um, to because of all the shit that was actually happening, and then changed yeah. her, entirely changed her tune to start saving people. So I thought that was like a very interesting. I just think that there was a lot of focus on her in this episode, and I, I get why, but I think you could have been also been a little bit more impactful to show more focus on random people straight up dying like actually putting the camera on these people that are dying because anytime that they put a camera on a random person and there wasn't a main character around they were gonna their main character was popping up and gonna save that person uh and so i was like oh you should just show the destruction and the people like kind of fleeing which which they did i just thought it was strange and then her departure with the horse what's going on with that I think that so Nora and her Nora, who's the mother, and then the daughter, they're kind of meant to serve as like touch points for, I think Arya to be like, 
Danny's on the list now. Like she unnecessarily caused these innocent people to die. She must pay with her life. Um, but I so the pale mare is a reference to actually when Danny is in Carth. Um, and uh, this is one of the um, this is the uh, one of the people who rules Quarth, and they're giving um, basically prophesizing about Danny's conquest in Westeros. It's like to go north, you must go south. Um, the glass candles are burning. Soon comes the pale mare, and after her, the others. Kraken and Dark Flame, Lion and Griffin, the Sun's Son, and the Murmur's Dragon. Trust none of them. Remember the Undying. Beware the Perfume Seneschal. So that's just a, it's the uh, prophecy from when she was in Karth. Um, so that's like the, what the, the Pale Mare is. So they're warning Danny against the Pale Mare. Um, which also, I've read, could be uh, related to dysentery. So people are saying that, oh, maybe it's her, her fleet. The people in her fleet will get dysentery and all die. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, I think people are, go- are saying that it's actually referring more to this prophecy than it is to the dysentery. Because if what I think is going to happen, Arya is going to potentially kill Danny. she's riding on this white horse like that. I feel like that'll be fan service to book readers in some way. Be like, hey, like we didn't forget about this one thing from the book, um, just so that you all can shut up and leave us alone. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't actually look at any um, like theories or anything. I was just curious to see what everybody else kind of thought. I see online it's about a biblical reference, and we've seen multiple times that. Um, Arya has had some sort of connection with death, but at no point have I ever noticed that Arya actually is death. So I think that's actually kind of interesting here because they say that, that is you very know, in, inside the pale mirror that the death is actually the one who rides that, and we see Arya riding um, the horse yep. away from it. Um, I'm not sure about the whole Nora thing. I, I'll have to go and do a, a bit more research because at this point, I, I don't know if anybody actually knows and everybody is just you know, know. assuming, you know. But uh, the thing that... As far I, as I know... Yeah. As, as far as I know, there's, uh, there isn't like a connection in any way to the past or anything like that. We do see them earlier in the episode when really Arya is the reason that they're not inside of the Red Keep. She, she pushes them out of the way and like looks back at them and then keeps going with the Hound to get inside the Red Keep. I don't know if you remember that scene, but uh, which is like, now I'm thinking about it, I'm like, she, she might be the reason that they're dead, Arya is. I don't think so. I think Arya, they were going to die anyway, and I think they were thinking that they can wait it out, much like um, Cersei thought that she can wait it out. Which was ridiculous because it was like, no, 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 you're you're gonna die. We have to go. And su- surprisingly, yeah. Kyburn's the one that told her. And R.I.P. Kyburn's hilarious death sequence. It's um, not even a maester. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, he. I think that was also funny because that was more like a Frankenstein monster. Um, you you die from the create from your own creation sort of thing. So yeah, I really uh, like that they also showed how gruesome his death was. Like yeah. his brain pops out and then his skull just smashes on the yeah. on the rock. 
especially just one push and one throw down. Yep. That's great. That's a, which is a yeah. nice setup between the club game ball, which we'll talk about. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, w- I felt that Arya was highlighted a, a bit, a, a lot in this scene, uh, in this show, an episode, and I thought it, as if she was going to die, which would be surprising to me. But now her being highlighted so much in her survive, everybody is now on this on the same train, which I don't necessarily know if I am, is um, is Arya going to then kill Daenerys? Is Daenerys on her yep. list? Or is Arya just going to go to Braavos and live the rest of her life or do whatever she wants, like, like she had talked about? Yeah. Her life, you know? I, so, I think, yeah, I think, she, I don't think, um, that Arya survives next episode. I think she dies, but I think it's after she kills Daenerys. Um, I think John kills No, uh, I think that Grey Worm kills Arya, protecting Danny. He's too late. Kills Arya, and then John kills Grey Worm. Interesting. Oh, I guess it's um, pre- predictions. Mm, yeah, one that's crazy. actually my own and not stolen. <laughs> First time for everything. It's first time for everything. Uh, so, only two things I want to talk about. Uh, we still don't let, um, we'll talk a little bit about Danny uh, in her her dream sequence, um, or yeah. sort of. But uh, yeah, 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 the game ball. We were waiting for it. Yeah, what do you think? We were. I. It was worth the wait. That was first. The begin just to talk about the beginning and how the uh, they cut. Clegane getting beaten up with Arya's escape. I thought yeah. that was. I don't know how you felt. Okay, great. That was, cool. that was really cool to see them step for step, just like falling, getting trampled on, getting like thrown about by this chaos um, around them. I thought that was a really cool way to kind of tie a bow on their on their arc together. Um, so I wanted to name that first of all. Second of all, just like the setting, they're on the stairs. They're like the backdrop is this hazy sun. Like it just, it was super, it was super cool the way it was shot, like crazy post-apocalyptic like vibes going on. Um, like I really enjoyed that, that battle sequence or that fight sequence between the two. Um, and just like Sandor laughing just when he kept stabbing him and just like nothing was happening. Just like he was like, whatever, like this is cool. I'm just going to pull the sword out of my stomach. I'm just gonna keep on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fight you, and I'm gonna kill you. Yeah, yeah. That was. I mean, I, that, that was like super fucking gruesome, and I think that was also like yeah. very, very um, uh, comic book referency, or uh, probably like superhero, like other sort of like animation films, because the entire fucking world is kind of crumbling down. You've seen it like a bomb happens, the entire building's happening, but these fucking, the hero and the villain has to have a fist fight while the entire yep. building is falling down. We literally can Google almost any Marvel movie and see that, yep. that sequence. So, or like I can totally picture like a Dragon Ball Z sequence, yeah, like yeah. Goku fighting Frieza. The world yeah. is literally crumbling around them, but they need to, there needs to be a winner. There so needs to be a winner. I'm glad Go they ahead. put that in. Yeah, I'm glad they put that in. I'm glad the amount of fire that they put around it, knowing that both of these brothers had such uh, a history on fire. And I'm also glad that they went back with the eye gouge moment. I'm like, if you eye yeah. gouge, like, are you kidding? That dude's huge. Oh, man. You straight yeah. lift him up by his head? Like, that's a great fucking moment to know that he's like, yeah. I stabbed him straight in the head. 
uh, I I I was I was a fan I was a fan of that scene. I think that was actually kind of great. I wish that it was done in a little open environment so we can see the sword skills of the Kleganes, but I don't think it was about the sword skills at this point because it, it looks as though that Sandor was the better swordsman, but it didn't matter yep. at that point. He was already like some no. fucking freakishly beast that he know he had to kill him and uh by bum rushing him through the broken wall to fall to their death in flames allegedly i don't yep. know we didn't see them die um <laughs> i'm just kidding fired it until them <laughs> well I, I i i think the mountain could have would have survived that fall if there was no fire but the fire like fire just especially dragon fire is like has those magical properties that just kills anything that's in that's in it except for night walkers apparently they can just walk through fire um Nightwalkers. Yeah, not not in this episode, but like we've seen um, White Walkers, not Night Walkers. White Walkers, <laughs> yeah. Night Walkers, White Walkers walk through flames before, but um, allegedly they're gone from this story. Uh, at least the show wants us to believe that. Um, but yeah, just like full circle, like, and we could say this about Jamie and Cersei too. Like, started together, like Clegane. Uh, the Cobains started together and it, their feud started with fire and it ended in fire. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and circle. so it, it like is, I thought it was great. Just like, it, that's how it had to end. Like, and there was a moment I think that uh, the hound knew that and he's like, I'm, I'm just doing it. I'm just going to go for it. I'm like, which is like, I don't know. We saw that a lot, like I said, with Jamie too. Jamie and Cersei, like they started their world together, like their lives together, uh, and then they ended it together as well. Being twins, so a good call on that one. And being yep. also being trapped in under the rubble. I, I think I can't remember what that was from, but I thought I'd be seen something like that before, and I'm like, oh shit, okay. So um, yeah, so last thing is, dating just goes ham, it fucking kills everybody. Um, yeah. and I love the fact that in certain areas in king's landing there was like that dragon fire the green fire that was like popping up in areas yeah the like wildfire king, yeah wildfire yeah um so i thought that what was a like, call back to her dad well because he what said that it was because it was every they said that it was still like listed everywhere under the city yeah. and we actually never saw it because after they used it to blow up the the uh the the Sanus's fleet you know, no 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 um, he blew up the sept. There we go. And oh we yeah. Blow up, blow up the sept. Then we saw that it's still there. So I thought that was kind of great. And Danny Strait just mowing down and kind of destroying everybody. And uh, I know, like everybody else, that hit me. I was like, oh shit. That vision that she had saw. I thought it was snow. I didn't even think to think that it was ashes. And when yeah. um, uh, it, it hit me when I saw. Arya gets get up and she has she's covering like ashes yeah. floating everywhere, which is a in, very, in the middle really of a good, yeah in the middle of a mesothelioma ad. Yeah. Well, it was <laughs> it was weird because I'm like, uh, it's kind of funny, but J- Kit Harrington played in the movie called Pompeii, which is about a fucking volcano and yeah. the ash falling down. I'm like, this is hilarious. Literally on my on my notes here, I'm just like King's Landing looks looks like Pompeii. Pompeii. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, the thing that I thought was kind of crazy because a that was a it was a beautiful scene. It was very. I I can only imagine that scene to be very difficult to see with people having any sort of history with bombings. Um, 
because it was like a disaster that had happened and people are dead and burning and just like light like bodies are just kind of sprawled all over the place um and we're almost like a first person view of like Arya trying to fucking like run and kind of survive is absolutely nuts but that is what danny is doing and that's what she's she's in that so um i really enjoyed that part i i have no idea what the hell is going to happen but we see a lot of moments of john like oh fuck what just happened and even Tyrion's face and they didn't even say any words Tyrion's face was like fuck the bell the bells did not matter i think that was um a great moment yeah i think the so the bells go off and you know the music stops the lannister men are putting their their swords down like right before that happens like there's a moment where it's just like it's over like they're done like they're not gonna go forward and then you just see danny's face change like and you just knew that nope it's not over like this is just the beginning um but john and Tyrion, just like them going i believe they were doing it going back and forth between both of their facial expressions at that at that point in the show of just like the like oh my god like what who are we supporting like why do why are we supporting this person um like and Varys's work like i just just thinking back to Varys, like i hope i'm wrong it's like well actually you know you were right yeah. um not only was Varys right is, but but everybody was you know, like fucking they were um, like yeah they were right that you were burned but it's just like It's I'm just like I just keep thinking of your like comment of like they're just making it about her like going crazy when it's just like several men have done the same thing mm-hmm. and they're not crazy mm-hmm. they're conquerors so it's like that's really hard that's sitting it's like it's really hard to sit with that with the show like perpetuating that you know she's crazy well do you even think that from this action is Danny worse than Cersei? Um, I honestly put them on like same level in terms of like, um, at this point, what they're willing to do to get what they want. Um, she, like Danny and people have been trying to like get her to figure out other ways to get, to get what she wants. And like now, now that she's seen that when she does what she wants, like this is what happens. She gets what she wants at the end of the day the end of the battle like uh, i don't think there's gonna be a turning back for her um it'd be really hard for her to redeem herself in that way yeah um so i would say she's probably on at this point if not maybe a little bit worse than cersei which is like crazy to think because like cersei has literally like done so many terrible things like it's just crazy for me to think that someone else has gotten that level yeah yeah i, I mean as always, we're we're now looking forward to the last episode of the series. So this is going to be the series finale that's going to be this upcoming Sunday. Um, I think it's also set to be another maybe hour and 20 minutes. Um, I think it's about the same length, yeah. Yeah, so it's going to be kind of around that time. So, of course, I'm excited because it's Game of Thrones. I'm going to be kind of bummed, but I have been watching other TV shows, so 
it's not going to be as Game of Thrones, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to take a break and do a rewatch of everything to see if I've missed anything for uh, probably the next maybe a few months or so. Yeah. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be sad. Yeah. <laughs> um, just like, and it's just crazy for me having to just kind of gone through the whole gambit of emotions in like three months is, is kind of wild that it's going to end. The show is going to end in less than a week now. Um, Should be pumped. Anything else you yeah. want to talk about? The uh, Game of Thrones episode uh, 5 and season 8, The Bells? Um, I want to... This is going to be a stretch, but does Jamie technically fulfill this Valencar theory? His hand was kind of around Cersei's neck. <laughs> <laughs> His uh, hand was, sort of, like, uh, he kind of wrapped his hand around, mm-hmm. and then it was on her neck, and then they died together, I don't know, uh, I just, I just wanted to name that, um, and if anyone else noticed that, I thought, I was like, oh, his hand's around her neck, technically counts. Be fair. Um, You're not wrong. <laughs> You're not completely um, Yeah, and then just to talk about this, like, the show is like wanted us to think that um, you people could change. It almost feels like kind of Jamie and Clegane, like that's not true. That that's not actually how like the um, like the message the show is trying to say. And what I mean by that is so like Jamie is on this redemption tour, hooks up with Brienne, like. She is brings the honor like out of him, and he becomes this like height of a of a like man who was like at the bottom of the barrel, who's now this honorable knight has knighted another person because of their honor and believes in those vows now. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, he went back to Cersei, the woman who brought the worst out of him. He loved her, but he still she still brought the worst out of him. Yeah, and then again, he's like to, he. He just in like his talk with Arya of uh, you don't want to end up like me, like this hatred and this revenge, wanting revenge has led me here. Like no matter what has happened, I knew it all. Like what I'm getting, what I'm gathering is that this will always have brought him to this point where he had to, he had to kill his brother. Yeah. It's the show trying to tell us that um, it doesn't matter. It's just, you're always going to go back to kind of what you were start. I mean, you have you've you've mentioned two characters, but we can sit and expand upon it. So, Ned Stark, same way, right? He was always kind of honorable to to his deathbed. He was always being the honorable Ned, and he kind of took that. He was his path was already kind of uh, dictated for him. Um, there's a lot of characters who kind of kept with uh they they didn't necessarily kind of deviate from that i I do think that we do have a uh opportunity here for um other characters so and i think danny's another one too of everybody said you know she was a she was a daughter of a a mad king and how like you if you have a targaryen you toss a coin and she ended up killing a bunch of innocent people um this entire time and in the end it always kind of ended the same way now Tyrion, Jon Snow, and Arya are very different scenarios, right? They have mm. the ability 
to change their path. Does that happen? We're we're gonna find out, right? Like it's yeah. There's pillars and there's things that we see um, people not being able to kind of change like their fate. You know, that's just the path that we have to walk, and I got to deal with it. And I'm gonna mm-hmm. always kind of revert back. Whereas now Tyrion, and I think he even says it in here of he he wouldn't be alive if it wasn't for Jamie. And he, yeah. he chose to do, he chose to try to, for a Lannister to choose to the people over himself, I think that's very, very selfless, right? And neither Jamie, neither Cersei, neither Tywin did that. So his family is known to be kind of ruthless and he didn't quite do that. He hasn't quite followed that path just yet. Uh, Arya being a Stark and kind of even saying her name's Arya Stark, she has the ability to kind of fall off that path. And Jon Snow or you know Aegon Targaryen, he has the path to actually do something a bit different to know and actually know something, right? And we we see constantly, constantly, constantly. We haven't heard it in a while. Of you know nothing, Jon Snow, right? And so it's it's going to be something interesting to see if they do they have these three characters that has the ability to deviate from what we see their path is going to end up. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but that's a good call out. Is the it, it, it what it what is the show staying as a uh, overall motif or theme here like is the it's a fate it's going to be there we just have to deal with it could that be why daenerys ended up being said you know what everybody's thinking i'm a targaryen so i'm just going to rule in fear my father did it so i'm just going to say fuck it i'm going to do it again so it's a possibility her father and several generations of her of her ancestors yeah so but she's yeah, still like not. She's still. We still don't know if she's gonna be the queen yet, right? She hasn't quite sat on the Iron Throne just yet. So she yep. may have done that, but it could be for for not. And does yeah. she try yeah. to burn Jon Snow, and he does not burn? So I, he's so he well, he does burn. Uh, like he, if you go back to when he saved Command, uh, Lord Commander Mormont, when he grabbed. I'm saying I I know that, and that's every that's the only time that somebody's saying he's burned after he's been resurrected. After he's been resurrected, and his path is now changed, we have not seen him be affected by fire. He has shied away from it, but we have not seen him be burned by fire. That would be that would be something. Uh, even even uh, I wonder if she tries to burn Tyrion, and he doesn't burn. Because he actually is an Lannister. Yeah. There was a moment in the last episode where I, I think the show wants us to see, or maybe they, they don't. I hope it's not the case. But he's standing and the dragon is right next to him. They show a side shot of him and the dragon. And I'm like, huh, are they like trying to get him and the dragons like to get like together in our minds? Mm-hmm. Foreshadowing that he maybe is a Targaryen? In some way. Also, in know. the books, it's definitely kind of heavily implied, you know, having two different color eyes, being birth to uh, a woman who uh, ki- he kills her um, during childbirth. Like, it's it's definitely there. It's a possibility. And we yeah. just saw there's setups for that. And I think there'll be some good payoffs for that particular theory. We saw that Danny is going to burn people with her dragon if they commit treason. So it's already set up there. And then we get this amazing send-off with Jamie and Tyrion of talking about how much he loves his family. 
what if it doesn't even end up being his family at all, right? Like that, those are two great set of starting points. So there's a two great, um, setups that we see of like, it's a, it's a possibility that could definitely happen if Tyrion is a Lannister or excuse me, if Tyrion's a Targaryen. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Um, yeah, like I'm just uh, excited for, uh, for next week. Uh, do you want to talk MVPs now? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm listening. I'm ready for you. Who's the MVP of this episode? Uh, um, man, this is, this is tough, right? Um, like on one, like I want to, like I kind of want to give it to Danny because she's finally like fucking taken back in theory, mm-hmm. her, her right, which is to, is the Red Keep, is King's Landing, like, her family, in theory, is now back in power, like, despite all the bad advice she's gotten, um, despite all the innocent people she's killed, like, so she, like, has won, she's won the battle, like, no matter how, uh, like, dirty, it's, like, she did it, she, like, in the way that she did it, she won. Like, and we can't, you can't hate the player, hate the game. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> I'm torn because I think Tyrion is a close MVP of this episode, but um, I would have to say Varys would be a. Because he knew exactly what was going to happen, yet he tried to save everybody. Um, and still went out like a G. Didn't scream a thing and said, yeah. you know what, it's it's, it's going to be whatever. I made the best decision I thought to save as many people as possible for the realm. And he held up with that. And we, we talked about Honorable Ned. We talked about those people who did that, who continue to keep doing that. And um, he chose... To, he chose to do that, and uh, I would give him the MVP, especially kind of surviving so long to the fact that he finally stood out. He stood against the tyrant, and so he he said no more because he'd done all that shit with Joffrey. He'd done all that shit with the, he he'd done that before, even with you know Robert Baratheon. And this is the first time that he said, "I've seen this before. I don't want that to happen." So no more. So we'll see. Here's to you, Ferris. And with yeah. That, oh, yeah. Some more. Uh, just no. Just real quick about Tyrion. Finally, both of her advisors were right about something. Yeah. Unfortunately. Like. <laughs> unfortunately, but yeah. um, it's going to be very interesting to see the fallout with uh, with Tyrion and John next episode. It's like in the preview, just seeing John and Davos walking through the streets full of ash. I just that's gonna I can only imagine the toll that'll take on him and how he's gonna handle that. Yeah, especially because it's it's not his battle it's not his it wasn't even his war in the first place and yet to see this and be a part of that is gonna be kinda tough. Yes. And with that, we have the, the Down in Front Podcast, the official podcast of downinfrontpodcast.com. Thanks, Cuthbert, five in a row. Let's make it six next week. But first where can people find more your work on the interwebs? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, tweeting, tweeting, tweeting at I am Cuthbert one. Please report. I am Cuthbert. He is a fuckboy boy. That's stealing my identity. 
He could be a good person. You never, you don't even know. You should, you should like just ask him to change it. No, report him, please. Uh, <laughs> and he is still blocked for me. Check out more of our work at downinfrontpodcast.com. You're going to have our bios. You're going to have a bunch of our links. We're actually revamping our website and changing up a lot of information to make it a little bit easier to access our data. So definitely go check it out. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're literally everywhere. So definitely search for us. Uh, if you like what you do, you want to sign up to be a supporter, check out Become a Patreon, patreon.com slash downinfrontpodcast. Uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Uh, thanks so much for joining. We will see you next week for the series finale of Game of Thrones. That episode is going to be an hour and 20 minutes. I'm super pumped about that. CJ, you the man. I will see you next week, and good night. Good night.